Welcome. You found the People of Chattanooga podcast, and I'm your host, Luke Swab. Today on the show, I have Genesis, the gray kid. This was my first time talking with Genesis, and recording this intro was difficult because I'm still buzzing from what I'm calling podcast magic. I got to peer into his mind for almost two hours, and what I saw can only be described as beautiful. He is a special man, and our world needs more people like him. He is a poet, a writer, singer, artist, creative. And last year, he created the cover art for Kanye West's single titled Brothers. I encourage you to listen to this conversation with an open mind. We talk about some fairly abstract ideas like changing our age, spirituality, and dark matter. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Genesis, the Gray Kid. All right, we're recording. I have Genesis with me today in the studio. This is wonderful. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Let's start at the at the beginning. Um, can you tell us where the name came from, Genesis? Mm. One of my close friends, Joe, uh, back in 2003, he, gave, he, he thought the way I put words together, he was like, man, you know, it's just different. Like, you, you, you're... I feel like this is the start of something different. Um, and so he was like, man, I'm going to call you Genesis. Yeah. And uh, it stuck. So um, I've had that for for quite a while now. Yeah. Cause Genesis means new beginning, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it just stuck. So a lot of family and friends call me Gen or Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then where did uh, the gray kid come from? Uh, that was later on, just maybe five to seven years down the road when I started traveling a lot more, I just started to meet other people that used, you know, uh, music or art or chess or travel photography. They were just using these things to express the world around them. And, uh, I wanted to find, uh, like one word that, because it's like, a lot of the groups were like, uh, they were young, but they were like very mature for their age. So I'd run into these people where we're like the same age, but like their spirit is like hundreds of years old. So if you can imagine like like a kid that walks in, like, like walks in this door and he's like 10, but he's got like a gray beard with like gray hair. It's like he's like this youthful, um, optimistic he's full of like wonder and and curiosity but then he's also like super wise and he's not naive um, so I was just trying to find a word that would that would uh, I don't know play with that idea and great kid was was what we came up with I like that yeah that's cool so you're uh, how did you start doing everything you do so you're you're a poet yeah is that is that what you started with? Uh, poetry and drawing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, music was the only way at the time that I knew how to monetize my ability was putting pen to paper and, and writing music for other people. Um, I wasn't around any artists that made a living or poets that made a living. And so it's it's hard to be what you can't see, you know? 
That's mm-hmm. all the rappers, though. Yeah. <laughs> so all the rappers in the videos and everything. I'm like, okay, well, I guess maybe I can put my love for language and beauty uh, into a verse and write it for some guy, like in this video. And and going through that process, I started to like want to have something of my own to say. And so I started putting out my own music. But it started with poetry and drawing, yeah. Yeah. And how did you get hooked up with... Uh writing for other artists uh that came like with a lot of prayer (laughs) to be honest because i didn't know anybody in the music industry um and so my homeboy uh ivan in virginia beach we call him ivioso but ivan ivan and his brother brenner they shot a, a music video for me called note to pharrell and i wrote i wrote my number on the shirt because i didn't have social media um and so I, I wrote, I think Facebook had like just came out, but you had to be in college or something like that. Oh, yeah, that. I remember that. And yeah. so I put my number on my shirt, and I was like, you know what, man? If somebody wants to reach out to me, they'll, they'll hit me up. And uh, no one was using MySpace. MySpace was like <laughs> dead. And so I thought, since no one's using it, I'm going to message people that I want to hear this offering I've made. Like, I, I really want them to hear it. We put it up on YouTube in the first day or first week. I think I got like 10 views or something. And I'm like, man, we put a lot of work into this. And so I reached out to different people on MySpace. Like I wouldn't reach for Pharrell because I don't know him. He don't know me. It's so far away. I would reach for like not even the manager, not even the A&R, not even the assistant. It would be like the stylist or something or like the set whatever for like i just go down and if i if they fell in love with it then i just i would uh just pray that they would share it to you know whoever they're they're around and so i i I sent it to scott mckenzie who was the stylist for pharrell and oprah he loved it and he called the number on the shirt yeah and he was like bro no one uses myspace why are you sending me messages on myspace but he saw it because no one was using it. Yeah. And um and he's like, Man, I love your video, I'm gonna post it onto it, it was Tumblr. He was I was like he was like, I'm gonna post it on my Tumblr page. So he puts it on Tumblr and within like fifty minutes, I think it got like twenty thousand views. One of them was Charlie Murphy's son, Christoph Murphy. Um, he called me and he was like, Yo, I'm in New York, I want you to look me up and call me back. So I looked him up, called him back. He's like, I know everyone here in this city. You have to come to New York. Next week I went to New York and and the rest is history. I haven't I haven't had to hold down a job a job since. because um, I got linked in with the right people. It's 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 less about like getting this product to like, man, if I meet Pharrell, then my life would change. It wasn't nothing like that. It was more like I just, I just, I put a lot of time into crafting this and, and making this. I, I, how do I get it in the room with people that can rally around this experience I created? And, and that was an early lesson for me to where it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, a lot of, sh- I don't know if I can curse on it. Yeah, here, you but can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff like isn't a big deal. Like it doesn't matter. But if you can, like relationships, like, like, and I don't know if people listening, if they're spiritual or not, but I'm a very spiritual dude. And I think spirituality, I mean, those things are, the, are most important. 
And when you're genuine and you can just be honest in whatever you're creating, when you get it into the right room, it's like, that's it. It's off. You're, you're, you're good. It, it'll work itself out if you stay consistent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What, can you explain uh, more of your spirituality that you... Yeah. Uh, man, it's like a gumbo. You know, it's like uh, I've studied with some Buddhist brothers and yeah. some uh, some Baptist brothers, some some witnesses, some Seventh-day Adventists, some, some Rastas, some Five Percenters. I've studied with so many different um, beliefs, ideologies, and... It gives me a richer context of of my own, which is um, I would say I'm a Christian, but I don't even know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have the narrative in my heart of 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 like I feel like that's the narrative I gravitate to. But I think I'm I'm a better human being because I love I love learning and taking and and gleaning from like the Buddhist faith or the Muslim faith. Like some of my Muslim homies are they're like so disciplined. I want to to acquire some of that discipline. It's beautiful. Um and if I can apply it to to, you know, what I do as an artist or who I am as a person, then that's how it's supposed to be. We should leave better versions of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yeah. the truth should make you a better version. What Whatever you come to the table as when you leave, you should leave a better version of whatever that is. And so it's a it's a big mix of things that I've that that resonated with, with my heart. You seem really real wound, rounded and calm just looking at you right now. And that's refreshing because a lot of times when you start talking about spirituality or if you mention God or yeah. a Christian, um, it gets real real fast it gets uh narrow-minded and, and you you start talking about spirituality and you went the other way you went wide and uh open-minded and yeah. calm and yeah. you, you you got peace on your face right now i love that Man, that's there's beautiful a, there's a mystery out there you know with, it's you know and and um john o'donohue who uh is a super talented scholar and poet um but he he spent a lot of time, maybe twenty years or something, uh, dedicating his life to these spiritual things, and then he he left and uh, became a poet. Well, he always been a poet, but just pursued art and poetry. But he said that uh, I forgot who he was talking to, but he said something like, uh, "God is just a word that we have for it," and. It isn't until he mentioned Meister Eckhart. There's this there's this saying he has in I don't know, some very old German. Like I'm not even gonna try to say it. I'm gonna try. Okay, try no, this yeah. is gonna be silly, but okay. I'm gonna try. Yeah. No, I don't even wanna try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mess it up. But it's like it's it was he said something in, in German. And what it means is um God becomes and then god unbecomes what's that mean uh it's we think it's like we we there's so much we want to know that we just don't and once you realize how the vastness that 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 even that word god embodies 
then you can go on this like real safari and, and see the 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 wildness of God and, and the the all the mystery and and you know I don't, like it's just man you know what I'm saying like I don't know like if if you if you break open a seed there's nothing inside of it and yet that that invisible empty stuff is what grows the whole tree mm-hmm. so that invisible empty stuff is in us too mm-hmm. the same thing you know what is that invisible thing I don't know me neither I don't know you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm dark matter <laughs> what is what is even I, that's just so and i bet you there's a physicist listening like oh well yeah. you know blah, 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 maybe maybe he knows i don't know those they don't know those physicists they can't figure out our universe i don't know if you're into physics or anything but no. you know, we have dark energy and dark matter and we we, do, we only have our finger on i'm and i'm probably gonna get this wrong so i hope no <laughs> we only we only can account for about five percent of the material in the universe it's either five or twenty five percent. I'm not sure. And then there's dark matter, which we just give a word like you're giving God this word. Yeah. We don't know what this stuff is. We just call it dark matter, and it's uh, we know it's there because it's affected by because of the qualities of gravity. We know it's there. We just can't see it. We can't touch it. You can't run. Ain't that spin. crazy? But it's something's out there. That's beautiful. We have no clue. We, the smartest people in the world, they they don't know. Yeah, it's and it's, and, and that's okay. That that it's okay. That it, that's well, it's, okay. <laughs> you have peace if you're okay, but but some people they get stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It it should be okay, but it's, it should be all right. It should be all right, but it's really it's really fun. It's fun for some people to try to figure it out. You know, but what? It, and, you'll go and, insane though. You'll right, go insane. And, but but you know, if trying to explore and to figure it out, I think that's beautiful. That's the process. Um, well, yeah, that's it's a process. It's like the journey, not the destination. Right, right. So yeah, yeah. I just think that sometimes on the journey, we have the habit of pointing at stuff like, oh, you know, this is this, and I mean, we don't even know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we're my homeboy, um, my homeboy Chris. He he used this metaphor me being an, a visual artist he used a metaphor of uh it's like going into a big you know museum and there's this masterpiece it's this huge masterpiece and in your life there's all these people leaning over your shoulder pointing telling you what to see mm. and not allowing it to unfold before you and because when that happens when you make your own discovery that's when there's something there that God word, right? That's mm-hmm. that's when you feel like, whoa, there's there's something, there's something there. Um, but if it's always people just telling you what to see, um, I mean, it just it it'd be easy to to get, I don't know, kind what, of sidetracked. What's what's that magic that's happening when you take a, a blank piece of paper and you you add material to it and then now there is something there it it turns into more what's that i don't know i'm chasing it though I, yeah i love it yeah Just, I, I love it i don't i don't know what it is it's beautiful it's, it, i put it in a it probably lives in the same place as prayer you know mm-hmm. but i don't know what it is but it's a healing thing for sure well, you look very well, so you're healed up. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in good shape. you're in good shape. You gotta keep doing what you're doing. I try my best, man. I yeah, try my best. That's good. I, you know, I like that creative. That really, even even getting figuring out how to 
get your stuff in the right room with mm-hmm. the people you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the most creative uh, story to do I that. You know, it. man, it's phone I mean, number it's, on the t-shirt. And it's still, you know, we still have to get creative on how we want because you've always been the right person. Luke, you're you you've always been the right person, but now it's like, all right, so how does Luke get in the right room? And what is the right room? And is there a room? And then some would even argue maybe you should build your own room and this but I I get excited. Let me put this on the bottom. I get excited, um Yeah, I just I don't know, I'm a creative man. I get excited about like, oh you okay, so you're saying I can't do this? Oh, now I wanna now I wanna that see if I fire. Oh man, I love trying to figure out like, all right. So this this museum, um, I I'm not old enough, or maybe I'm not dead yet. So they don't want to put my piece of art in this place. Okay, all right. And then I will go off and like with my team, like yo, all right, let's uh, why don't we rent out this place? How much is this? All right, and it doesn't even matter what it is. We'll just get creative and figure it out, and then we'll get to space. So we don't even let money. Like and with my team, we don't believe money's real. We use it as a tool, and we love it. It's great, but we don't, you know, we don't worship it. We 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 put it in its right place, because if if we treat it as if it's it's not real, then it allows us to dream and and do like, man, we we you should hear some of our conversations, man. Like, oh man, look, let's get this building. Okay, this is like a forty story building. We can't afford a forty story building, but well, but doesn't mean we can't get one you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, so like do. how do we get a building like that would be dope okay and then i could live on this floor and i could have a gallery on this one and my homeboy like he does his video things music it could be a theater and oh yeah and this my homie do fashion from la let's fly him in we were talking all kind of crazy ideas because a lot of times like where we the things we're doing now were crazy ideas you know what i'm saying like it. someone buying a painting for Twenty five thousand dollars was in was impossible to us. Like yeah. what? No, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or or I mean, and you know what I'm saying? I, this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, in my little humble example, starting this podcast, I I, I love podcasts, and now I'm talking to you. Now you and and we just met. <laughs> we just met. Yeah, I just texted you last night. Yeah, yeah. and I and now I'm here. Yeah. This is beautiful. I, I'm just, it's beautiful. You just put it out there. If it if it goes, it goes. And man, like, yeah, I think I think that's we still we still the same. Nothing has changed as far as our our mindset has always been like, all right. So how can we do it? Yeah, it's never been like we're not gonna do this. It's like, all right, how do we do it? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they got books written on that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole self help thing just took off, right? It did. Like, I, what do you think about the self help stuff? Oh man, people are gonna be mad at me if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I, uh, I got a love hate relationship with self help books. Yeah. You know, like yeah. part of me, I really think it's awesome that 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 it's there and that it's available. Um, it just it starts to kind of sound like uh it's like it's like breathing in recycled air like it's like closet air it is it's it's not it's not 
you 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 are an outdoors guy. Yeah. You got pictures of mountains and yeah. traveling. When you when you breathe in some fresh air from some and some place like you know it's uh, you kind of become a part of the landscape. When you climb a mountain and you feel it, I mean your whole body feels every aspect of of this whole journey, and and when you climb it and you get to the you know the clouds domain or you know up there and you talk to God or whatever you do and then you come back down and and it's beautiful right uh but when you pick up a book and you read about the mountain mm. it's just it's you know i mean it's just i think i think so what what is created is just a, a culture of like we'll collect a bunch of self-help books and believe that we we receive some type of healing because we can say something that sounds like, oh, well, all you have to do is, it's your mindset. Keep your mindset, you know? Yeah, that sounds good, but you know what I'm saying? It, it sounds good, and it actually can be true, but but you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to live it. Yeah. Yeah, it's way deeper when you, when you live it. My, the way I look at these self-help books, it's a good start, but I think it's easy to just get stuck there. So you read one, you get inspired. You read another one, you read them, and you keep reading them, and you never do anything. You never do anything. But you just read them. Yep. And it's like you read, you know, like the mountain analogy. You just read someone else's blog. They went to Mexico for a month, you know, mm -hmm. on two hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, one you go one day, one day. Mm -hmm. So I think I think they're good because you got to read one or two to to help you believe it's possible. Mm -hmm. Then you got to put those things down. Do your own thing. Do your own you gotta thing. Put them down. You gotta put them down. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, uh, even going off of that analogy, when a conversation about Mexico comes up, mm -hmm. the person that never went will be the person that tries to be the expert in a room because they read the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So or they watch the news. They what? Right. And it's <laughs> you like, can't go there. You can get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's uh. But yeah. So yeah. I mean, I love them, and I, I kind of don't. Mm. Yeah, I like that answer. So, Pharrell, why did you? Why did you want? Man, I was in Virginia Beach. Pharrell is the king in VA, man. Okay. I was. Uh, I had lived in Virginia Beach for about seven years, and I really fell in love with the city. It's like an, another home, and um, I, I wrote this song because my homeboy Ivan was cool with Pharrell's uh, security guard. And so as a creative, we got all of these kind of, you know, when you, when you ain't, you don't have any money, you, 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 you don't know anyone for real. You, you, I mean, it's kind of good actually to have those kind of restraints creatively. It exercises that creative muscle. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to a security guard. I'm gonna hand him your mixtape. I made this mixtape called gray skies. And so, uh, as you see, my favorite color is gray. Yeah. And so uh, he uh, he handed him the mixtape, the security guard. Security guard gave it to Pharrell at a party. He said, who is this? I don't know this guy. Go ahead and put it on. I thought he was going to throw it away. The security guard says, they put it on. They played the whole thing through. And they said, I really like this guy. Why don't you set up a meeting with us? And so now that's what the security guard told Ivan. So now I'm super excited. And uh, I wait a week. I'm like, yo, so when am I when am I meeting Pharrell? He's like, yo, 
the, the guy said not this week. He said he's going to try to check with him next week. Next week comes. Hey, uh, no, not. And so it ended up being like three months. Still nothing. So now I'm like kind of panicking. I'm thinking, damn, because I don't already like dreamed like what was going to happen. You know how you do. You start yeah. bookmarking stuff yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's going to be cool. So uh, I made note to Pharrell, which was basically in the beginning of the song. I'm like, Pharrell, you know, I know you heard Grey Skies. I just want to give you some more. And uh, I started I started the song off, I'm going to say, like, the first, like, four lines. Yeah. I was like, uh, you want to hear something funny, yo? I done walk down sunny roads contem- contemplating how the money folds, thinking to myself somebody got to sign us, and I don't mean a runny nose. Man, I'm just trying to stay afloat, y'all, flow raw with it. And then I started going into the rest of the song. But, like, I was the whole song, I'm basically talking like, yo, my dream is to be signed to to a label that you're that you're running, and if I'm not signed to your label, then I would love to write for your artists, or let's just write for other. I was just kind of like, but it wasn't meant for anyone to hear but him. So I gave it to Alvin. <clears throat> Alvin gives it to the security guard. Three days later, it's on the radio. <laughs> 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 ah, and then and so yeah, but Pharrell was. Uh, I, I still rock with Pharrell. Yeah. Yeah. Still never got to meet him. You you haven't met him? Still never got to meet him. But we have a lot of mutual friends. But yeah, still it'll never happen. got to meet him. If it does, it does. If it don't, it don't at this point. But back then, growing up, I, I you know, I uh, he's, uh, from one creative to another, I, I appreciate his work. Yeah. Yeah. How, how long ago was that? Mm, about... 12 years ago maybe okay 10 years ago maybe mm-hmm. so that was that that was the big break kind of uh that mm, that was the first time i had a body of work viewed by a lot of people so confidence wise yes mm-hmm. but break wise no i mean i think when i first jumped out as a creative where I eat what I kill. Mm-hmm. I think the first year, I think I made $150. That's it. The whole year, man. So I have, mom had to let me borrow some money. My brother would come by. Hey, man, I know you broke, man. He go $50. He go $20. I couch surfed for two or three years. Them first two, three years was were, were all just, you know, the struggle, man. And it's I think it's important for every artist. There's something to be said about the struggle. Oh, it's important. Every artist should go through it. Even if, I mean, even if you only go through it for a few months. Three months, six months is still necessary, I believe. And maybe not even just artists, just all humans maybe need some struggle. I think humans get enough of it. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy thing is, uh, as an artist, when you struggle, your vision changes. Like, if I were to ask you how many pregnant women you saw today, you'd probably be like, I don't know, none, one, maybe. Um, But if I told you to look tomorrow, you might say, oh, you know, I saw 15. You know, there was 20. I didn't even know four of them lived in the neighborhood. It's like, I think it's necessary to struggle when, when you got the creative mind, like when it's like, all right, here's my creative helmet. I'm, I'm, I'm about to do this or I gotta do this. And you have no like 
support. Like there's no safety net. Um, I think is I think it's important. You know, you, you start to see things differently. Things that were invisible, they start to become. You start to see them, and you and uh, and you're like, wow, okay, so I can use this and do that, and I can. And you're looking at these these ways of of value exchanges, the the value that you have that you didn't even know you had, that that you were just giving out for free or whatever it is. Like it's, it's. I think it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. You get you and you cultivate that palate for, uh, like raw meat. Like you are this domesticated animal, and now you 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 uh you can smell it out. So if there's something hiding, and you can be like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna put the artwork on uh, on these on these masks." That is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, and maybe that was something that didn't even exist to you, but now it's like it's a real thing now. And and then four or five months later, you you get a return on it, and you're like, "Whoa, this is a whole." new stream that supports me to be more wild and creative or to dream bigger or whatever the goal is. I, I do think it's necessary to struggle. What was, what was your childhood like? Awesome. I wanted to be a dinosaur when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and then I wanted to be a pilot, which is strange because I don't fly. Uh, you don't fly at all? Boats and trains and cars, man. You, have you ever been on a plane? Nah, I don't ever want to go on one. No kidding. <laughs> it's made things complicated with Corona. Yeah, because I had some stuff in uh, London. I was taking the boat, me, me, Kev, and a videographer, and I mean, we still got the show. We got to do the show. I just got to figure out how I'm gonna get over there now. When's the show? Well, it was this year. That got postponed to March, either March or July of 2021. Mm-hmm. I got. I mean, I'm gonna figure it out. You're gonna take a boat over there. Well, that's if the boats are running. Yeah. If the boats aren't going, then I might have to get on like a yeah. shipping container. That's what I just get mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to become a first mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but man, yeah, I got. I can't not go. You yeah. know, I got. I gotta go. So would you? Would you entertain the possibility of getting on a plane? Nah. No. Nah. I'm all right. All right. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, nah. I think I have a phobia of planes. Mm-hmm. I I saw this crazy movie when I was little. Uh, it might have been Tuskegee Airmen, I think. But anyway, there was a scene where the guy's like crying as he's crashing, and his brother's listening to him, and they're like, "He's cr- he's he's he knows he's going down. He can't eject or something like that." And it was, it, it just, I don't know, for some reason after that, I no longer wanted to be a pilot. I know uh, it's like all of that went away. I think I might have been like 10 or 8 or something. And then, uh, yeah, I picked up drawing at about 11. And What kind of drawing would you do? Oh, I would draw like monsters and stuff. Like, like ninjas and uh-huh. monsters and kid stuff, you know. Um were but with my poetry is when I really started to explore complicated things. Even even being young, I could, uh, I don't know, language just, I love language. Do you speak any other languages? No, I need to learn, though. It'd be nice. 
Yeah. It's just like that religion thing. Yeah. Learning learning other languages gives you a a, a richer context of your own. It does, one hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's the same with the spiritual thing too. Yeah, I have to agree. I d- I don't know any other languages. I it's a lot of work. If you could learn another one, what what would Spanish. It be? Spanish for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking Spanish. I guess. Well, Italian would be cool. Spanish is like the bang for your buck. You it know, is, if you want to kind of, if you want to use it, <laughs> and that's how you remember it. Right. Yeah, right. If you want right. to use it. I guess you're right. I would do Spanish. Well, let me know when you do Spanish, man. I'll try to. Okay. That's when I'll lock on. I, I don't have that discipline. It's like once I got out of school. It all just... I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do what I want to... I do... I learn what I want to learn. Right. Yeah. Did you do good in school? Were you a good student? I did all right. When I applied myself for the grade, and then uh, when I did not, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> so I was average, I guess. I was in the back of the bus with the kids making all the jokes. I, I like to joke, so I was joking with all the kids in the back. Yeah. We'd do our homework on our way to school. Yeah. So I, I was only I only did as good as I could answer the questions on the fifteen minute ride it took to get to school. I don't think I ever did homework at the house, which is not a good idea. I don't recommend <laughs> that to anyone. You don't recommend that? Not at all. But, you know, teachers on. It worked out though. It made me uh it made me agile. <laughs> Would you play sports? Yeah, I played basketball, I skateboarded, I still skate sometimes. Uh I played soccer. Yeah. Tried football, but I was too little, man. Yeah. <laughs> they threw that. Yeah, them them dudes was huge and I was just like, nah, I'm I'm good with basketball and skateboarding and soccer. How, so. how far did you take skateboarding? Uh man, I got a board in the house right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do Thought uh, about riding it here. Oh yeah. Thought about it. Do you do tricks? You, you Oh you, yeah. Okay. You got kick flips? All of that. Yeah. yeah. 360 flip. You know it. You go down this skate park? Nah. Street. <laughs> yeah, street. You man. done any handrails around town? Uh nah, nah, not here. In Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, as the older I get, the less I do handrail type shit. Now, man. I'm just, I'm just getting older, man. I'm doing, I, I'm doing low key stuff I, now. Like how old are you? A kick flip, a tray flip. Yeah. Switch, switch front side something, but nothing downstairs. All like just flat ground, a curb, something light. You said how old am I? Yeah. How? Fifty six. You're fifty six. Yeah. Cold showers, man. That's the secret cold showers and uh you have to drink deer blood (laughs) 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 i was just looking at your face you were like i can't i'm never good at guessing ages (laughs) no i tell everyone i'm i'm 56 but we i just my family don't they don't do birthdays mm. so i don't know how old my sister is she doesn't know how old my parents are my parents don't know how old i am i know but it was fun forgetting for a few years so i'm kind of getting back into forgetting so i like i, I like, just tell everybody i'm 56 i like that yeah i was thinking about changing my age why not 
Well, it's complicated with like paperwork and driver's licenses. What were you going to change it to? I didn't drop five years. Nice. Yeah. I added quite a few. Yeah, why'd you add? Why? Why not? Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to to last longer. I wanted to live longer, so that's why I wanted to drop five. Technically, you'll live longer if you (laughs) add five. I guess I want to feel young. You should add 30 then. Okay. You should add 30 years, fake license and all. Yeah. Add 30 to it, and then don't start counting your age until you actually hit 30 years from now. Then you kind of got whatever that is for 30 years. I don't know. It's getting complicated now. (laughs) It it is strange, though, how sometimes we're so uh, concerned of our age. Like, I'm this age. I should be doing this. You know, I should be married. I should... Uh, have a solid career i should have my first album out or whatever we put our own like limits on ourselves with our age absolutely Th- that's why i'm like interested with the idea of adjusting my own age yeah well if you can forget it i don't know how to do that no nah, you can do it i did it you can do it yeah if you just stop your friends won't remember. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> just, just remove it off Facebook that's and all like, that stuff. And no, they'll forget. They'll if, forget too, yeah. yeah. you start making a big deal out of it, they will too. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no one no one knows when my birthday is. My brother does. But, you know, his is today, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's skydiving. That's great. Have you ever... You haven't, because you haven't been no. in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I almost asked wrong uh, No, you haven't been in the nah, plane. Yeah, no, nah, he already knew I wasn't going. So you got to get into base jumping. That's the only way you can do this. Base jumping seems kind of wild. But it's no planes. Could be you, a, have you base jumped? No. No. Would I'm, you base jump? You know, when I was, if I was five years younger. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't think I'd base jump. That's a that's a dangerous one. They all end up dying, most of them. Really? Yeah, it's the most uh, deaths per, I don't know, the statistic. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, if you're a base jumper, especially those wingsuit guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they all just, that feeling, they like that feeling so much, they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and pushing the limits and jumping from lower and lower until they make one little mistake. One mistake in that field. Yeah. That's a dangerous field. I make mistakes all the time <laughs> in my field. And you're allowed to. Oh, man. Some of the, the most beautiful work was was, was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's one of your favorite uh, pieces? I finished one called, um, I don't know what I'm calling it. Oh. I just finished it like a week ago. Um what should I call it? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But it's basically make a beautiful mess out of life. And it's just kind of, it kind of has a Pollock kind of vibe, but it's, uh, I love it. I got this big frame. It's heavy. It's maybe, I don't know, a 200 pound, 400 pound piece. Wow. But it's it's huge. Does it go on the wall? Yeah, but I got, I had to put these, um, 
it's a French word. I don't know what it is, but it's a way in which in order to hang it, you got to like drill these wooden blocks into the stud. Yeah. And then the piece just hangs down. Oh, like that chessboard. Like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it hangs like that because it's so damn heavy. Do you, have you done any artwork with uh, wood or metal or? Mm, nah. Nah. What materials do you like to work with? Just canvas. Good old canvas. Canvas. I have um so these boots, tap boots. Yeah. Um I have like a small shoe deal with them. So we're gonna be coming out with some boots that's got some like one of ones. They all like they send me these boots are made in Spain, handmade in Spain. So they send me the boots and then like let's say you ordered a pair of black boots, they'd send me the pair, and then I'd go off and I'd make some paintings. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I just wear them, and then I'll I'll send them back, and then they'll ship them to you, and let you know what paintings like were these shoes were part of. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah, you wear them while you're doing your other. That's I wear them while I'm working. Whose idea was this? Mine. You because it's it's that whole creative thing again. How we was just like. You know, I, you you see you see like I don't know, I, I I love fashion. You like fashion? I don't know. No, no I wear the same thing every day. I'm oh, real boring. Cool. Yeah. So like I I like fashion, but I don't want to start a whole fashion company. That's too much heavy lifting. Like sure, I'd rather just do what I do. But it's like all right, how how can I like all these other extensions of myself? These these parts of me that I love. How can I turn that into something that that can create some uh, like a revenue stream so I can continue to play and dream or, or you know, help the homies? So I don't have a, enough. I'm not known enough or I don't have a large enough of a following to use that as leverage to get a shoe deal. But I'm creative. And so you link up with the right people. That's we talk about that room again. Yeah, I got in the room with the right people, and then I pitched the idea. So the idea becomes the value exchange, not how big is my following, or yeah. not you know, am I some star? Like I'm, I'm not any of those things, um, but I'm creative, and there's value in that. And I think if more creatives go into the room, understanding how much value they hold, even with ideas, like um, uh, you can get so much done. What if, uh, on the practical side, what if the pair of shoes they send you is too small for your feet? No, then I just paint them. Just paint them. Yeah, okay. yeah, I just paint them. But but the plan is to actually wear the shoes, and when you're doing your art, you know, paint gets spilled and whatnot. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's that's yeah. so cool. And if and if somebody sends a, a size six or something, <laughs> it's like all right, well, you know. None. There wasn't a painting I got done in these, but we appreciate yeah. you anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a little custom th job. Yeah, yeah. But those like that would be other kind of material. Like this is kind of like I don't know what material this is, but it holds paint pretty well. Ital Italian leather. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, man. Those that'd be the only other stuff: clothes, canvas. In a wall here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you have a studio here in town? Yeah. I got one on Main Street. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's cool spot. How uh how often do you do you work in there? Almost every day. I'm not going today. I was there yesterday and the day before and the day before. So sometimes like in some days I work on five paintings at once. Some days I work on one. Um yesterday I worked on three. Well, the day before yesterday, I finished three, so I'm taking today off. Do you ever dread going in? Has it ever turned into no. you like it? Yeah, oh, I love it. That the only thing I dread sometimes is a commission I should have said no to. Mm. And what I mean by that is like my heart isn't in it. I don't want to do it. Um, I think the idea is whack. And this feels like I'm wasting my time. That has only happened like twice. I'm good at saying no. But those are the only times that I'm like dreading going in is is when I said yes. And it could be because the person was close to me or it could be I said yes because who knows? Maybe we were having drinks and I said yes too soon. I don't know. But it, it's happened twice where I was just like, oh, my gosh, I do not feel like doing this. That's when it felt like work. But um, it's hard. To, it's hard to say no. So if you're good at saying no, that's fantastic. Oh, man, I'm so good at saying no. That's that's good. I used to be awful at it. I had to get good at it or else I, I yeah, it would have ruined me because then you, you can't you can't make time to do the things that you got to do if you're saying yes to everybody else. So, you know, the more you the more you say no, I think um when you find something to say yes to, you know it's something like your body is calibrated in such a way to where you know if you're doing it, this is what you need to be doing. My homegirl Audrey, we collaborated on like four or five paintings. She's uh well, I'm not going to say her age, but she's older. And she'll say things to me like, you know, do you do you love this piece? And I'm like, oh yeah, I like it. And she's like, bah, I'm throwing it away. I said, whoa, 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 what are you doing? She's like, you didn't say you loved it. You said you liked it. I said, I know for me, like is like love. It's like great. Like I like it a lot. It's good. She's like, no, no, no. She's like, I only, I'm in a point in my life where I only do what I love. I only got maybe 1,500 days left. I don't know. So, uh, if I don't love it, I don't do it. That's in everything in her life. And she is at such peace. It's beautiful to watch. Wow. And, uh, and so that was maybe three, three years ago. So I said, you know what? All right, let me see if I can get to this level of, of where I, I want to always be doing what I love. How can I, is it possible? No, let, let's, let's test it out. Okay. And so then you start to realize how much stuff you were doing that you didn't even like. And then you, you weave that out. And now you got more time. So then you start to fill in more things that you love. And you start looking at your closet. And you're like, yo, I don't even love this shirt. I like it, but I don't love it. It's like, uh, why? then why is it here? And so then you get rid of that. And then you've got more space. And then you start like, whoa. And then when you start doing that to like your income, like your revenue streams and business and and it's like it's it's nothing but good 
It's been nothing but good. I think everyone should experiment with it. And if, you know, but some people's jobs might not allow the flexibility. You know, some people got to do a lot of stuff they don't like to do, but it's for the benefit of another that needs it. I, you know, that's totally understandable. But if you're in a position to do what you love, like if you have a choice, oh, you should definitely yeah. <laughs> do what you love. Totally, a thousand percent. It sounds so simple. It sounds simple, but most people aren't doing like... I mean, to the smallest degree. Like, to the, like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, yeah, the, no, you're making me feel guilty. Oh, oh I'm oh, sorry, the, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly uh, what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you described it well. I love this podcast. I there love you doing go. This. Yeah. No, I'm having a uh, good time, man. This is a good time. Yeah, I'm but having a good time. My other jobs I don't like. Well, you know, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. What are your other jobs? Oh, well, I'm a commercial fisherman in Alaska. Oh, really? I'm a captain. Cool. And I go up there two months every year. I've done that for 18 years now. Two months a year. Yeah. That's it, that's some, some hard work. It's huh? hard work. You don't sleep much, and you're around a bunch of greedy people. And you're on the boat. I'm on the boat, yeah. So you like boats. I like boats. I like boats. I like boats, for sure. I love boats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to. I mean, thank goodness. If you didn't, you'd be in trouble. Well, I can't swim, so it makes things complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm learning. I, I've recently learned how to swim. That's good. Where Where'd you learn how to swim? Uh, in Uruwa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just jumped in the water and was like, man, I gotta learn. <laughs> and uh, my homeboy James, he gave me some tips. And uh, this is gonna sound goofy, but I put a life jacket on in the pool and I learned. That's great. Uh, can't do it for long. Yeah, and I I struggle with floating. I don't I don't understand how to float. I don't do that either. I don't get the floating. Yeah, that just seems uh, like wizardry. I don't even know how people do it. It's got to be mental. Some witch yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's wild. In Alaska. Yeah. Have you ever been? Uh, have you ever thought you were gonna die on a boat? Like yeah. yo, like. This is this is crazy. Like I'm kind of scared. Well, more I've uh, more so than that. I've almost died. Um, I had a carbon monoxide leak one year on the boat. Yeah, and uh, I knew it, but I was young, and I didn't think I had any choice but to drive to port, which is 30 miles away, to get it fixed. And 30 miles in a boat, it's about oh six seven hours, Whew. and. Um, it's bad weather and it's foggy. You couldn't see nothing. And there's sandbars all around. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to drive into town to get this exhaust fixed. It's a stupid thing to do. And I had two guys on my boat. And, um, you know, we were going through bad waves. And uh, these sandbars, you don't want to get stuck on a sandbar. And I was looking at my depth sounder and it was getting shallow and deep, shallow and deep. And that should be a warning sign. But I was just starting to go crazy because the exhaust fumes. I'm like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, right when I was making the bend to 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 commit, I was out of the harbor. I was going. The fog kind of lifted, and I see one boat that I recognize called the Husky. And they're a, a service boat where you can tie up next to them and get fuel and all that kind of stuff. I knew the guys on the boat, and I said, you know, I just had this, you know, I might as well just tie up and. uh I'll just tie up and check things out, make sure it's okay. 
And then my deckhand, he was tying off the boat, and I was looking at it, and, and that knot, I always check that knot. It's the same knot every day, and I didn't recognize it, but it was right, and I knew I was going crazy. Mm. And we all got on that boat, and then we all instantly, all three of us were puking for probably 45 minutes, and uh, that was carbon monoxide poisoning. Whoa. So if you would have tried to go the whole way. We'd be you, out dead. All three of you us. You wouldn't be here. No. That's one of them. Wow. And I've had three. That's crazy. All on the boat. Three dangerous. Yeah, three almost deaths. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm uh, supposed to be here. Uh, it sounds like you're supposed to be doing what you love, too. And I'm talking to you. There we go. Yeah. There we go. It all comes back around. Uh-huh. That's wild, man. Have you had any? Oh, yeah. You want to tell us some? Uh, Man, I was with some of the wrong people when I was young, and we got shot at. And mm -hmm. When you hear bullets go by you, like, I mean, it's just, when you just hear the sound what's of a gun. What's it like to hear a bullet f man. fly past you? What's that like? We were so scared that when when the gun went off, it almost, like, we just dropped. Like, it almost makes you fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Man, we, because the, and me being, like, I had an older sister, and, and she was very popular. And so all the old older dudes, they would all get cool with me to get cool with my sister because she was pretty. And, um... And so I was hanging around a lot of guys older than me, and apparently one or two of them was like doing some gangster stuff. And one of the people that rolled up was just really on. He was a real tough guy. And so when it's when you add all of these things to it, like all right, like this is some real gangster stuff that's going down right now. And and. <laughs> and you you're not about that life then oh man it's like yeah your whole body's just like oh then you just drop and you run and it's you don't you don't even think that you almost died until you're back in the like we got back in the car we're running we jumped some fences we dipped we met back up got in the car and we laughing because we you know we think oh man we almost died oh <laughs> but like i don't know it's 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 crazy how it could have couple feet left or right and it could have been me or somebody else um i think the car wrecks were was were more were was something i realized in the moment like oh this might be it i've, I've been in some bad wrecks how'd the wrecks happen uh one i got some good news uh, about some artwork and i wanted to celebrate so i bought everybody <laughs> everybody at the bar drinks um and I, I I got in the car when I shouldn't have, and uh, and I almost made it. I almost made it. And then uh, my homegirl hit me up and was like, "Yo, you should come to CBC." Or maybe I shouldn't have said their name. <laughs> well, you should come to um, come to this bar establishment. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, um, I'm almost home," but yeah, I got to tell you this good news. So I went. Let's see. It wasn't downtown. It was one of the ones by the by the mall. And uh, and when I pulled up, I ordered a, another shot, which I shouldn't have. And I knocked it over. 
And then the the waitress saw and she said, hey, I'll get you another one. But I felt like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I probably don't need to be drinking no more. And she set another one down and I'm telling my homegirl the story and I knocked the second one over. And so I'm like, yeah, I think this I should probably. And she's like, hey, I, I can't give you another one, but you can pay for another one. And I said, yeah, I'll take another one like an idiot. And that last one I took, uh, everything went black. Mm. And and so when I woke up, it's like a telephone pole was like broken in half and all these electrical sparks. And uh, it was like 3 a.m. I was going the wrong way somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where I was headed, but it was in the wrong, away from my house. And... Uh, and uh, there was a lady behind me, and she got out the car. She said, come to the car. I was all right. I got out the car, uh, got in the passenger seat. She had the same name as my mom, which was wild, same first name and last name. Whoa. And she said, I'll take you home. I said, I got to be like 30 minutes away from my house. She said, I don't mind. And she took me home. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, story. went went to the police station, told them told them everything. They asked me if I was all right. I prayed about it. I put myself on punishment, so I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't drive a vehicle for a year. But I didn't I didn't get anything on my record. I didn't hit anybody. If anything, I was just embarrassed um, because you know you get good news. I don't mean you you yeah. So I was kind of disappointed in how I handled it, but. Um, yeah, after the wreck, I just sharpened up. Like, all right, let me get talk to my Muslim homie, the one that has that's so good with his discipline. And uh, I got, I got, I got back, uh, back in tune. And it's crazy because it wasn't, it wasn't like, I don't know. It was supposed to be a good night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is good news. Oh, yeah. yeah, everybody drinks on me. Let's celebrate. And it could have ended, like, you know? And yeah. so I was like, man, um, I'm glad I didn't get that news in L.A. because I would have I celebrated harder. And I wouldn't have known. I know everybody, I feel like. I know, I know a lot of people in this city. I don't know a lot of people in L.A. And if it would have happened in L.A. and I was supposed to be in L.A., Man, who knows that? Who knows what would have happened? It would have probably been a rental. I crashed. It probably would have been some. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to crash. I probably would have. Probably would have been like. This probably would have been a super wild night. Uh, so that was a blessing, and I'm I'm glad I didn't hurt anybody. That that would have been hard to live with, and uh, yeah, so I, I I dodged a lot in that one night, and so. Uh, that was that was a few years ago, but I haven't driven a car since. You haven't driven since. No, no, I I haven't bought a car since. Yeah, bought okay. No, I had bought that car and then I got in that wreck nine months after I bought the car. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna knock out some of these goals. I'm gonna let me let me get dialed in. Let me let me refocus and uh, I'll get the car that I want when I feel like. My my, I'm I'm back on track, discipline wise, in which I felt like I hit that after the first year. Yeah, 
So now this is just putting money aside to get the to yeah. get the the car. Like, what car do you want? I'm not gonna say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am a gentleman. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're really limiting yourself with your travel options. No car. No uh, car right now. Man, I don't mind, man. That's good. How did we do it? You know. Well, this is a silly. I was gonna say how do we how do we travel 500 years ago or 200 years, but it's 2020, so that's a yeah. silly. A mute point. What was the what was the good news? Uh it was some it was uh two people that were looking at my art that are very, very, very difficult to um to get in touch with. And it it was uh yeah, it had the potential to be like some life changing type. Is it situation. the Con- is it the Kanye thing? No. No, bigger than that. Bigger. Oh yeah. And uh but did it did it work out? Did no, they? no. Mm. No. Mm. But that's kinda man, when you're out here, man, it's like and you gotta kinda be okay. You gotta kinda collect those moments of those you gotta collect no's, you gotta all of those moments when it's like, Oh man, we had it. Oh almost. It's like that has to f- pump you up and fuel you or else you'll you'll end up like getting jaded like oh man you'll think everybody's full of it or you'll you'll just it'll just mess with your 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 mental when you're when you're out here you know so i i just you know when it didn't when it didn't go through i was just like pumped i celebrated again when it didn't go through uh in a better way (laughs) uh no cars involved but yeah i celebrated again because i thought you know what they rocked with everything that I created. Um, we just couldn't land on the on, in the right spot. Mm. There's some things that I just won't give up. I've I've turned down a lot Would just you? just off of like there are some lines that I have in my internal compass that I just won't cross. And and this this particular person was wanting you to. They well, were, I would have. What I were they trying to do? Like, there's some things I would have had to. There's some creative control i would have had to give up i don't want to give up i see and you know was this for like a custom uh project this was just like imagine because i'm trying to be as tactful as possible imagine like uh like elon musk and and uh i don't know jay-z yeah they walk in here right now and they're like, yo, we love your work. You're going to be a star, man. This is how we see it happening. We want to help. But we want this, 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 and this, or this, this, what you got to do. Like all of these things, and you're like, I'm I'm with a team that already, like we all, we all want to make more money, but we don't worship money like you can't throw money at us and expect us to do something that that tramples on our integrity or or that goes against you know the direction we're trying to flow in so we've said no to some some there's been some lucrative things on the table and when i say we i mean me my manager lawyer like designer like we have a small team it's maybe five of us but um yeah, man, we we say no to if it don't make sense, we don't care how much money on the table. Um, 
There was a recent meeting just January. Yeah, January of this year. I was in LA and uh it's a big another big, big meeting. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't say this this person's name, but it was a it was a big meeting, really big. They're they're top three in the music industry. They're like moving the industry, um, and uh, it was it was a similar situation where it was they wanted they wanted to get a percent for life on like what? This is my art. This is this is my these these are my babies. Like. Yeah for life that is how does that don't even make sense i'm gonna give you a percentage of everything that my name is attached to for life what and i think sometimes people that that are in those positions feel like you know there's a million of you so if you say no then i just find somebody else yeah that's that's they're probably right yeah i mean that's that's at least what they're thinking um I don't walk in what I'm I'm coming in as me. This is this is what you get. And if I if it don't rock, if I don't if it don't sit with me, I'm gonna say no. I don't care how much money is offered. No. Cuz then they, they then it's not going to be real. It's going to be goofy. It's going to be lame. I'm gonna, I'll be creating things that then I don't even like and I I don't want to look at it and you know, can't do that. So, I get that. Yeah. I had to say no. This is reminding me. I had to say no once to a, um, oh, I, I was going to be on this TV show called Utopia. It's like a whatever reality TV show on Fox mm-hmm. and flew me out to LA, um, did the medical test, all that kind of stuff, sat down with the contract in front of me and talked to, uh, you know, the big shot TV guy from Britain who was putting it on. And I looked over the contract and I didn't like the contract, but I wanted to be on TV. Who doesn't want to be on TV? Right. I wanted to be on TV want, and had a chance to make money, whatever it was. You know, if you win 200000 I don't even remember what it was. Right. I just didn't like it. And um, I turned it down. They wanted to put me on the next, ep- you know, the next episode. I was going to be one of those guys that comes in. Someone gets kicked out. I would came in. And, uh, nah, we're not going to do this. Man, it's it's a lot of it's it's a lot of I'm trying to find the word I'm looking for. I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's a lot of power in saying no to stuff like that, man. When you can't be moved by that, then a lot of times people they'll fix the way they come at you. So this gentleman that came at me like this January of this year is probably because in his mind I haven't made enough moves yet. So he he feels this, you know, because like the TV show, they're thinking, oh, okay, well, well, we'll find another person to that would be happy to take this two hundred thousand dollar possibility. Right, right, exactly. And I think that's kind of how they view it too. But and that's why we just stay consistent and keep moving because it always it always comes back around. It always comes back. The same people that eight years ago that was saying no are the same people that's in my dms right now like you know what i'm saying like it's it always comes back around um just staying consistent i think that's what anything you know hmm. yeah i gotta learn how to say no more i forgot about that one man yeah 
there was a <laughs> there's this uh this artist um where is he based i think he might be in boston or somewhere he was a uh, someone asked him like uh about commissions and saying yes and saying no um he had an interesting take on it he was like man i say yes to everything until i can afford to say no yeah which i totally understand what he where he's coming from especially those the first two three years when i wasn't making anything hardly um i was kind of in that same place where i'd almost not everything but i'd say yes to a lot i'd say yes to a lot and i knew i would do a good job because i like working but it's just it's not if you don't love it it's just don't got the same sauce yeah you know that's that sauce we were talking about at the that's, beginning. That's the sauce, man. I I can't stand McDonald's, but if hey, if, they, if someone put a lot of love in it, you know, it got the right sauce. I'm, you might I might even eat a McDonald's burger, you know, just because it's got the love in the. You you put love in the recipe, man. It's 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 hard to beat. That's why your mom's food is always so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. What do you got planned for the rest of the day? Oh, I'm probably going to edit this and upload. Uh, Matt, I just had uh, Matt on the show. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going to upload that. Nice. Then, um, Matt McClellan. Yeah. yeah. How, can you tell me the story, how he got, how his name's on uh, the Kanye piece? Oh, yeah, yeah. I. Uh, Man, that made me laugh when he's like, it's on there. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I think he, him and uh, Rink murray i think Mm -hmm. but uh i called a few homies because with the kanye piece um i wanted to include these like brothers in history um some were actual brothers some were like friends brothers and some were actually like bumping heads but they were kind of brothers in the same fight um and so i had all these kind of you know quincy jones and sinatra or Du Bois and uh, Booker T, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then, but I wanted to also include some homies that that I see as good friends that I, I wanted to include. All right, who are their brothers that are immediately around me? And so I hit up maybe 20 of the homies and, uh, well, like 15 of the homies and he was one of them. And so, uh, yeah, I, I added his name onto the, the Kanye piece. Which Kanye is kind of tripping right now, man. He is wilding out. Like, what's going on? I'm not. Uh, I'm not in the man, music. Scene. Like with these. I mean, I get what he was saying, but he just. He kind of is just saying the. He's saying a lot. I mean, he's just known for kind of saying. Wild stuff, but I don't know. It's. He's been kind of wilding a little bit lately. Uh, he's been quiet, which is great. <laughs> but he's like. Well, Les, what's he's been what's he been saying? I haven't been paying attention. Well, he uh, I think it might have been a month ago. He was uh on the campaign. He was doing this presidential thing. Oh yeah. And I think he uh, I don't know. He was just saying some some wild stuff. I don't even want to say we get into it. That's, that's yeah. How did that How did that piece come about? Uh, well, my manager he like brokered the situation between um. Uh, Irv Gotti, Seven Aurelius, and Kanye. And so since he worked on the deal, he was like, uh, 
my manager Kev, Kevin Thompson, he was like, yo, um, what would be dope is to capture this, the feeling of this song, this moment, and like a beautiful work of art. And I know just the artist to do this. And Kanye, Gotti, and all them, they was like, yeah, no, that sounds like a great idea. And then he hit me up. He's like, bro, you won't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, bro, it takes a team, man. I don't know Kanye. Did you meet him? Did you, no. Did I, I, him? No, no, I don't. Yeah. He's got his own thing going on. I don't sure. know him. But I got a team, and we all love each other. And, yeah. and that wasn't even my project. But he threw me the oop because he knows that we're a team. And it's like, all right, he knows Ye. He knows Ye really well. Yeah. And he thought it made sense. So, boom. And it's like, I don't mind. Like, I I break up a lot of percent. I was telling some of the young homies earlier, like, the more percentages I share and I break up, like, if I, um, whether I'm linking up with a business or some of the homies, 20%, 10%, 30%. Like, the more I give, the more it comes back in. Like, I give my manager a percentage. Yeah. And so now he's like, oh, this is awesome. And I love your work. And But also, like, yeah, I'm, like, I get rewarded for, like, this is cool. Well, that's, I mean, that's how I pay my guys on the fishing boat. It's mm -hmm. percentage. Because mm -hmm. then it's a team. It's a team. And then they're incentivized to, to catch more fish and make you do better, mm -hmm. you know? Like, Absolutely. Your percentage is the way. Percentage is the way. And it, you hold on too tight and yeah. you want 100% of yeah. everything and you're doing everything and you're the designer and you did the website and you did this and you do it. It's just like you can't even get the best work that way. Um, but, I mean, that's how we all probably start. That's how I started. That's I was how doing. You, you have to start. That's kind of, yeah. But then once you have some money, the tool, the money doesn't matter. Once you have the tool, which is the money, uh, yeah. then the tool is necessary. Yeah, then you have the better tools to do better. Absolutely. And you're, you're setting out all these seeds. You're, like, throwing these seeds out there. And mm -hmm. Like, one of these seeds might take root and get you a Kanye piece, you know? Right, That's right. just what's happening. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I never know how to end the podcast. Well, oh yeah, man. I'm just however, chilling. Yeah. Well, we don't. You know, however, however it goes. However, yeah. However, yeah. Is this so old guitar? It's not old. No, no. that's a. Uh, do you want to play it? I just tuned it last night. Nah. You play? Nah. <laughs> no, it's a little Martin. It's uh, it's nice. It sounds good. Yeah, what what instruments do you play? Guitar and piano. Mm -hmm. Not good at either one. Do you got a little baby grand somewhere? Uh, I got a piano at the crib, but it's not. Nah, it ain't a baby grand or nothing. It's okay. like a, what do you call it? I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a. It's not a keyboard, but it ain't a piano. Oh. It's like, you know the pianos, but they like chop the back? Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't have. Is it electronic or does it actually have the strings that the the pads hit? Uh, it's electronic. It's electronic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it like has the weight. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I like to. You like to mess around? You play two hands? I mean, barely. Barely. Yeah. 
I can play one song really good, and that's it. That's that's how I do the guitar. That's that how you do it. Yeah, yeah, I got one song, so I can start do 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 do, and then be like, nah, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just what started, song? and then you stop. And what then, song is it? Um, that it might be Beethoven. The da na 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 na. I can play that song. Yeah. The fur, fur the fur, fur, fur I can play fur leaves. I can do that. I do that one too. But I, I can't do the. Dude. I can play the left. I can't play the left. Yeah, but that's the only song I can play. Oh man, if we had piano, that'd be great. Can't do anything else. But on a guitar, it's uh, Blackbird, uh-huh. Paul McCartney. Okay, I can play that, and like I can, I can improvise with like between three chords. And so I can just mix those up and just like play. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I thought about getting a jazz guitar, like, not jazz guitar, but like a full hollow body, like, um, guitar, like maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. I had one and I sold it. Yeah. I had one like back in the day. And it might have been like, it was wild like 15 years ago i had one and i was taking like music theory lessons and stuff and then uh i don't know one day i think i couldn't i couldn't get something down i was like man this shit is silly and i just sold it and i, I haven't bought a guitar since yeah yeah how do you get in the creative headspace when you're about to to work on your art uh walk i'm gonna walk from here yeah yeah i don't know where but do you, do you listen to any music when you walk or no sometimes i'll uh listen to a book but sometimes i listen to music but most of the time i like to listen to nothing yeah what books are you reading these days Anamkara. This is a good it's Gaelic means soul friend. Um uh there's this book um about saving money. I need to save money. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. Last three or four years I've gotten better at it, but the first time I started making real money, man, I'd spend like ninety seven percent of it. <laughs> like if I got it, like let's say Let's say I got it this month. By the end of this month, like if I got thirty thousand this month, twenty nine thousand would be spent. Yeah. By the twentieth, <laughs> <laughs> and I would have to kind of like live very frugally the last week yeah. until this big sale comes back around. But. uh Man, I haven't had to do that in a, in a in a few years, and I just try to stay sharp with it. I, you know, we we never really had money, so um, when you when it's and 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 it's not really even money, you know. Um, but we just had a poor practice. Even if you don't make a lot, if you have like a, a if you can just like have a good habit. Of of how you handle your money, you can you can uh, you can like have wealth. Like I got a homie that's got like 1.5 million saved on a 
$50,000 salary. Mm-hmm. How do you say $1.5 million? He's frugal. He's like, he's just... Puts in the bank. He puts it in the bank. Yeah. He doesn't play like every bonus he gets at his job, which is a great bonus. He puts it all in the bank. And he puts... I think he was putting something in some fund, like uh, oh, mutual some mutual fund. fund. Yeah. yeah. I think he puts it all in his mutual fund, yeah. whatever. But he gets his return. I don't know what it is. 10% or something. I don't know. Yeah. He's playing the long game. He's older than me. And, you know, but... I thought, whoa, yeah, that's 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 dope, because you know, I don't know. Well, you're starting to make. I mean, you make some pretty good money, don't you? With yeah. these, yeah, you have some. Yeah, but it's it's still, uh, you know, you don't get all of it. You get your percentage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still great, but yeah. like, so like like this month, I have to spend like twelve grand on frames. Mm. That's it. May not it may not be a lot to the big homies, but it's a lot to me. Twelve grand, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it'd be stuff like that where it's like, okay, you made this, but then you got to spend twelve for these frames. We got three shows in New York coming up, one in Harlem, Upper East Side, and one in Brooklyn. So then it's like, all right, I gotta pay for that. Like that, there's unless we get a sponsor. But if we don't get a sponsor, we can't not do the show. Yeah. I still got to do it. You know what I mean? Same with this this uh, show in London at Timothy Taylor. Like, I got to pay the tick, the boat ticket. It's like mad expensive. How, how, how do you ship the art over there? Well, that I can... I can ship on a boat you can ship on a on that's a, easy i mean you can it's big pieces that's the big pieces you can i mean they can do it in a bunch of different ways okay. they got they got freights they got they can fly they can do all kind of stuff i mean they can you can ship a car you can yeah ship, yeah okay. the the thing is it's just really expensive like that that one piece that i finished last week it's it's like Man, it's it's like from your door to like this window. Yeah. And it's it's huge. So we'd have to build a crate for it. It just gets expensive to ship. But we got to do it cuz we we can't not do the show, you, you know do what I mean? The show. So mo I'd say the biggest expense aside from taxes, which is taxes is insane. Uh the biggest expense is taxes. Right under that is just reinvesting into having people be able to 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 experience the show yeah but with corona we're doing less shows so it's all right are you selling anything virtual I, I, what about a virtual art show 80 percent are, are selling online right now yeah but before before corona i'd say it was still like 60 40 where 60 percent would still be selling online yeah which would surprise me too that someone would spend so much money uh, behind a computer and not even see it and not even see like, it. I mean, like they see it, but not feel it. Or well, like, yeah, but then I do the same thing. Like I'll see, I'll see a something online, and I'm like, "Ooh, I want this," <laughs> and I'll order it, and not even know if I'm gonna, you know, until it arrives. But uh, yeah, mostly online. But yeah, I think it's, I don't know, man. I just always want to be better, get better. So um, that's why I'm, I'm, I've am i been reading up on like 
finance. What's the name of the book? It's in my bag. I don't know the name of the book. Oh, I just wonder if I've heard it. Everybody seems to have a lot of opinions on money. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I went down an aisle and there's like a thousand different books. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. So I looked at one guy and one guy, his way is just all like debt. Yeah. Like get wealthy on debt. Yeah. Which didn't make sense to me. But they call that OPC other people's money. <laughs> That's what they call it. Use other people's and then the other guy's Dave Ramsey. He's the cash only guy. Is that Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Yeah, okay. and this guy sounds more like a military dude. That's like <laughs> eat beans and rice if you have pay. Well, and I'm like, yeah. bro, like, yep. uh, you put, I don't know. Does he do the envelope thing where you put cash in different envelopes for food and rent and can only use that envelope when the envelope? I don't empty. know. No, I haven't got to that okay. part yet. But that's funny. My mom uses envelopes. Yeah, yeah. She puts, she separates it in envelopes. I just. uh yeah. When I feel like I'm off and I'm not on my P's and Q's, my homies will let me know or or I feel it in my body and then I I'll make adjustments. You know, that's how, that's how we sharpen each other. That's how we stay our best. So, you know, one of my homies is like, yo, bro, how many paintings you sold? And I've sold 160 paintings. And he's like, how much you got saved? And when I told him, he said, see, you slipping, you slipping. <laughs> and it's a it's a good amount, but it's nowhere near where I should be if I was, uh, had better practice yeah. with it. And I think that just comes from, like my kids, whenever I have kids, I don't have any kids. Whenever I have kids, I can't wait to, to, to teach them early. Yeah. And my mom tried in her own way, but, you know, um, she didn't really make a lot. So she didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know where to put money. So I don't. I didn't know where to put money, so I just spent it with, on me and my friends. And Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. like, I like your attitude of just always trying to improve yourself. Yeah, why That's, not? I mean, we... Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why not. It's hard. It's, it's, man, it's, it's fun, man. It's hard. I think it's easier not to improve yourself. I think it's hard to improve yourself. Man, I think it's... I think it's I'm trying to really think about what I'm about to say. We, we got, I think you may be right. We got all these bad right. habits. We got all this stuff. We need to trim the fat. And yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. It is much easier to just. But it's but it's better. Like it's it not fun, but then it is fun because of the be, results. Yeah, yeah. We the like results the, make it fun. We like the results. Like the results cut, are like sick. cutting the grass. Yeah, it's yeah. like cutting the grass. All right. Huh. Good. I'm still tripping over the Alaska story, man. Yeah, I'm lucky to be here. So you got to go again this year? No, I'm done for the year. I do it in June, you June, July. Again. Next year, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of that job. I don't really like it, but um, it pays pretty good. Hmm. I call it the. What gold. would you do? That's why I don't know. You see, I, I, when I grew up, I I never looked at life like I could do what I wanted. I looked at it like, how do I survive? Right. And uh, I came from real poor, rural northern Michigan. Mm -hmm. I had to get out of there because yeah. no one stays there and does well. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all just scraping, scrapping. And I, and uh, when I was 18, I f had this opportunity, so I jumped on it. Mm -hmm. And I started 
I worked for a guy for two years. Then I bought my own fishing boat when I was 20 years old. Was, oh, wow. Now I'm the captain. Nice. Now I'm making the money. Big dog. Yeah, big hey. dog. Don't know what I'm doing, but right. I'm out there trying, right. trying to catch fish and not die. And, there you go. And I liked that. That was fun for a while. But then um, I I got, you know, I'm an old salty captain man now because mm -hmm. it's it, you're just around a bunch of people greedy you know we're there's too many of us up there and we're all snatch and grab and it's a dog oh, eat. is it a lot of people fishing up yeah there it's not enough room for us it's dog eat dog and boats are banging into this last year i had a boat guy run into me on purpose caused seven thousand eight hundred dollars worth of damage rammed right into me you know my boat looks like a pinata you know that's crazy and I, I don't want to be around that environment but I am. Was it was it that crowded when you first started? Yeah, not quite. Because when I first started, the industry wasn't doing so good, so it wasn't very competitive. Because uh, we were only getting forty cents a pound for salmon, and then it started going up. Then it went up to sixty-two. Then it went up to seventy-five. Then mm. then it went up to dollar fifty. Now guys are now there's real money to be made. So everyone's serious now. Then with the TV show, it kind of made it. Didn't they make a TV show on Discovery Channel? That probably made it like they more did have, popular. They did have a TV show for Wildest Catch, I think. It. Oh, that's a different show. Okay. That that's uh, for the crab. That's you're for right. The crab, you're yeah. right. That's but a whole different. That's a different. Which I did that too. I did the crab fishing. You did you like that? No, but no? I needed more. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but you can make a chunk of change. You know. Right, you know. Right. I did that maybe when I was twenty-two. Made nine grand in like six weeks and. That's good. Yeah. But I also saw a guy get his finger chopped off. Truth. I'm like, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, and the hazing is no good up there with the the cult, the fish culture. You know, when you're brand new on a crab boat, mm -hmm. nothing you do is right. They just, it's kind of like, uh, probably like how it works in the military or something. Like there's all this hazing. But then you make it the season, you don't quit. Now you're like bonded, right? Uh, and that's, well, I that said, was, fuck that. I'm like, I'm out. Like, yeah, yeah. Then I was finally like allowed, right? I was allowed to, I was respected. Right. But I don't want to be respected that way. Right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue that on and work for, for him the next year. You know, hmm. I don't, I don't think that's a good way to gain respect. Well, you have, you got, you have a bit of time to figure out. I got some time, especially with me being five years younger. Yeah, there you go. There you go, man. Yeah. I, uh, if you do go. Yeah. Um, do you ever like have like a GoPro or anything? I'll give you a GoPro if you yeah. don't have one. Do you have one? Yeah, I got one. Man, do you have any footage of you on the boat? I got lots of footage. Man, I'd love to look through some of that stuff. You, well, this whatever. Not right now. Bro. Sure. No, no. Know. But I'm not trying to plug myself or nothing. But I, would, I was on a TV show. Uh, I had a crew on my boat, and we filmed a show that you can watch. It's on Amazon or Hulu. What is it? It's, called, it it's called Alaska Battle on the Bay. Alaska Battle on the Bay. Yeah, and there was uh, eight episodes, and they followed uh, five or six captains, and I was one of the boats, that, one of the captains, and I was just, I tried to be as funny as I could so we could get good ratings. <laughs> but, 
but we had really low ratings and we didn't get a season two. You know, I was super close. Like what you're talking about with your, uh, you know, your art deals and everything. Mm-hmm. I was super close and I was thinking, oh shoot, I'm going to actually get a good paycheck next year when they sign us again, you know? Yeah. Cause the first year you almost do it for free. The first year we, they gave us four grand, you know, that's it's it. Like a, yeah. But, but then, you know, Deadliest Catch, those guys got famous. So yeah, they, they started, got huge. So they started making the money. Yeah. So next, you know, if we were getting a season two, it could have been maybe 50 grand or so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Like I smelled it. But, uh, but that was also hard to do that because they're wanting you to change who you are up for the camera. Oh, to make it interesting. Yeah. To create drama and stuff. That I didn't. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's, that stuff is always weird to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I was over at. Uh, I had went over to Atlantic Records um, when Daryl Jones was the senior um, VP at the time, and uh, I remember one of the. A and R's I was working with at the time, we was we was working out a Kid Cudi studio mm. on uh on Houston. And uh we were talking and before the meeting he's like, put this leather jacket on. I'm like, I don't wear leather jackets. He said, It doesn't matter, like you put these shades on. What? Why am I wearing shades in in the building? Like on the inside. It's like that's what all the that's what all the celebrities are doing do like put this i'm like bro i don't want to wear it what what are you doing like they literally can control what you wear like one of my homies has signed with uh i think it's mercury or something uh he had to wear suits he hates suits but they wanted him to be kind of like a robin thick kind of vibe so he was married wife couldn't be around always had to have girls around um his wife would can be there but she can't be in the picture she can't if he's on set she could be off in the cut hmm. but she can't be in the photos um i mean it it messes messed him up and his marriage but it like mentally it was just a drag because he's more like your style and that's how they found him yeah but they got him all dressed up in suits and stuff yeah yeah trying to do like a ladies man kind of thing but it's it's uh you you give up a lot of creative control to if you're not careful if you don't draw those lines like you did yeah like if you don't draw those lines on what you're willing to cross and what you're not uh when the money's on the table it'd be hard to make that decision then if you didn't make it before you know do you feel like you found that balance oh yeah all right <laughs> there's, I knew I that. Said, I there's a lot of stuff i'm not doing uh, yeah, and I'm okay with it. I gotta find a better balance, probably. And and you know what? And and me and the person can still be friends. I just I don't want to yeah. do the thing, you know. Like it's, yeah, it's cool. I, I'm, yeah, I'm shocked when when I talk with people and they say, "Man, how do I get out of this?" And I'm, well, why did you say yes? <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't want them to be mad if I said no. It's like. We we live a lot of our lives for other people, certainly which do. is strange. It's strange, very strange. Th- like, I believe that there's a life after this one, but hypothetically, let's say it isn't. Let's say this is it. If this is it, 
then it seemed like it got real quiet too. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, this is it. Like, what what are we what are we doing? You know, like, like I need to be painting tonight. Like, I need to. That's kind of how I wake up. Like, wh- like what if? Like, you know, I I can't I can't do this for like. Or even in school, like I majored in engineering, and it's like, why? I'm not an engineer. I worked at an engineering firm before I, uh, yeah, I worked at Earthworks. For two years, I was an engineer. Nine to five. Wearing, Nine to five. Wearing slacks and a... Wearing suits sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, but I'm not an engineer. And then I realized, oh, I did that for my parents. My parents wanted me to be an engineer. And I love my folks, but I could have said no. They would have been upset because I would have said art, and that would have terrified them, like it terrifies all parents. But man, they would have been they would have been good. They're so proud of what I'm doing now. It's like they, you know, what I mean, it's I don't know. That's how I live. That's how we. That's how a lot of us live. I'm just, it's just I don't know. I'm rambling now. My apologies. No, you're you're. It's an inspiring ramble. <laughs> So I like it. But yeah, man. You're a super interesting, inspiring dude. Man, appreciate it. You're cool. Thanks. Yeah. And inspiring. Oh. That Alaska thing was was I still that's still crazy. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta it's do. Cr- it's 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 wild. I've never met someone that did that occupation. I've seen it on TV, but I never met a person that did that yeah i love boats and you your own boats yeah yeah there's a there's a reason i'm here i think so yeah yeah do you have anything was i supposed to take my shoes off no okay you're good all right relax my man (laughs) (laughs) sorry i waited until now (laughs) it's a little late anyway (laughs) it's a little late no i have sandals on a lot of times i just go barefoot at the podcast but Mm. Well, it's all the shoes I don't know. Do you got um you got anything coming up that you want to promote? Um, to tell people about or how do people get a hold of you or if you even want to be getting man, a hold of Man, I'm um you on the radar? Uh yeah. Um they can just look up Genesis the Great Kid and anything coming up will pop up. Okay. And uh whether it's a show or some new art but uh Man, I appreciate you having me by, man. Yeah, well, yeah. This is thanks for doing it, especially last minute. This is perfect. Yeah, and this is this is the the most chill podcast I think I've been on. Oh, really? A, a thousand percent. Th- that is the biggest compliment yeah. I could receive. That's this, the goal. This is a very chill. This is how podcast should be. Yeah, yeah. No, just two people conversation. Yeah, that's how many podcasts have you been on? I'm trying to pat myself on the back. Man. <laughs> I don't know, maybe 10 or 15. 10, 15. What's the biggest one you've been on? I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't really look. I don't listen uh, to them. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, if they put me on, I always appreciate people's time. But but I'm I'm here. Yeah. So I would never go back no, and you don't. look to listen. Yeah. Or to, so I don't, I don't know. Gotcha. I, don't, I have no idea. Creative Mornings was fun, but that was, like, more of a... Uh, what do you call it? 
not a lecture, a live uh, podcast. I don't yeah, know. that was that was something a little different. I but. heard, I heard you walked up there. You didn't say anything, and you took your shoes off. I did, and then you were silent for a bit. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, my friend Cody, yeah. uh, he he yeah, hosts. I know Cody. Cody Dahl. He yeah. Ho- yeah, he hosts, and he told me that story. Yeah, Cody's cool. Yeah, he is. I haven't seen him in a while with the whole pandemic thing. Yeah. Are they are they going into work or? He's working from home. Yep. Yeah. I see him riding his bike sometimes. Yeah, that's we ride bikes together. You ride bikes too? Yeah. Nice. I actually ride BMX. That's why I was asking about all that skateboard stuff. Ah, nice. Yeah. All right. Yep. So you do like tricks and stuff? Yeah. Like big stuff? I go downstairs. Nice. I haven't hopped on a rail in one year. They scare me. Like a handrail? Yeah, rails, man. I'd rather do a rail on the ground. Yeah, flat rail. Yeah. A hundred times over a stair rail. The stairs, they add, they add something. It's, you're dancing with a shark, man. It's like, yeah. You're going to fall. <laughs> it's only a matter of time have on you, which rail. Do you have any injuries from skateboarding? Oh, yeah. 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 But nothing like, I've never broken any bones. Good for you. But I've like, you know. Sprained ankles, some a nail went through my finger, like stuff oh. like that. But nah, not nothing too bad. Is there any footage out there of you skating? And that note to Pharrell video, I'm skating. Oh. Yeah. If you sick. if you look up uh Note to Pharrell, yeah. Then uh yeah, I hit a tray flip at the end of the video. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't been skating like like I used to. I might pick up the board twice a year. Twice a year, That's, I pick up the boys. Yeah, so it's like I don't, I don't skate much. I've been getting back into it recently. Not the, the BMX. Mm-hmm. So. I think uh, my homie Jordan has been going to the skate park. I think I might uh, play. Yeah. I don't know. I just I would hate to twist my ankle because then I'd be like, this sh- this is stupid. Like, why did I even? There's a there's a point where. Your life changes, and it's not your passion anymore. Yeah, it's still soothing when I catch, like, a flip trick in the air, especially if I'm landing, like, in a nose. Like, I love kickflip nose manuals. Oh, I love That trick looks so good. It's such a beautiful. It looks so good. Right? And that's, like, one of my favorite tricks to do. So when I catch the the flip right and 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 my foot is just in the perfect place, Mm -hmm. and I I land in that manual, and I pop off and land smooth, that is like, is I love it, but all the other stuff in between, it's like, damn man, you know, it's too hot or like you can't catch the, the, the you can't catch the kickflip, you can't even kickflip anymore. You've been landing kickflips for years, now you can't even rock. You hit a rock that's that's this big, yeah. like it was just all of that stuff. I was just like, yeah, nah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. That's great. What what else do you do for uh like sports? Uh man, I need to get back into sports. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Walk. I walk and paint. Yeah. Walk, paint and write poems. I don't um Yeah, I just I don't feel like playing soccer. Sure. I can hoop, but I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's good to have some physical activity. 
It's yeah. good for the body. Yeah, I think I'm just like a walking kind of dude. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe I throw some uh, tennis or something. Maybe I try tennis. What about the hiking? Do you hike anywhere? I mean, yeah. We got so much here yeah, in chat. I, I mean, we have tons. I do hike. I do yeah. hike. But the hike is, is not a hike. The hike is just a long walk. Yeah. Where I'm like, man, I'm about to take a hike. Yeah. Not like through the woods. Like I'm about okay. to walk down Market Street, okay. bro. Like walking to North Shore or something. Like I'm like I'm walking from here. Yeah. So I'll pr- like I'll probably stop by Frothy, but th- I'm going towards the Tivoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe we might take it to North Shore. I don't know. But I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah. I like I I like hiking. I just man, I've been in I've been in gold mode. I haven't I haven't uh. I haven't sat in in nature in a while. I've I sit in a bunch of cities, but I haven't sat in nature in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right, man. All right, thanks for coming over. This is this Thank has probably you, been man. my most favorite podcast. This is so oh, appreciate it, man. So chill. This this is this is good. We were supposed to meet. I think so. Luke has been a pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. My man. All right, we'll see you later. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the great and powerful Genesis, the Gray Kid. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can support it by telling your friends. Word of mouth is very powerful, especially in a small town like Chattanooga. You can also leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or even better, write a review for Apple Podcasts. It helps the podcast come up higher in search results. Thanks for listening, and I hope you come back next week for another conversation with people of Chattanooga. Bye.